Before we start, quick Patreon shout out to Brittany Stone. We loved your work in Hairspray. We even liked your work in X. It was top did tier. She, did she but do no, the horror thank... film? She did. And oh, prom night. <laughs> there we go. Yes, she did prom night. I think she did another one as well. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you, Brittany Stone, uh, for being a Patreon. We very much appreciate all of the support that our patrons provide, and you are one of them. So thank you. Thanks, hon. Welcome to the Horror Hour. Hello and welcome to the Horror Hour. It's the show where we discuss, debate and disagree on all things horror. I'm one of your hosts, Liam. Hello. And to welcome you all into the second episode of the new year, we've done a Brits only episode because every all the Americans are lazy and didn't want to do it this week. So please welcome my fellow Brit, George. Hi, and I would just like to take this moment to say that I am indeed a serverholic who is addicted to slaying. Thank you. You yes, also boots. <laughs> boots, but just I just want to reiterate that also Pugger's not here because I don't want you to say anything bad about Pugger because you saw what happened last time that somebody forgot him or we, said anything negative. We love Pugger. We um, Pugger is amazing. Please make me look beautiful, um, as beautiful as you look. He's not here, words. but we yeah. wish he was. He's here in spirit, yes. and that's all that matters. And. <laughs> <laughs> so, because it is only Brits again, we thought we would revisit an older topic, but with a twist. So, last mm. time it was just the Brits, it was the best of British horror. This time, we are going to discuss the future of British horror and what we want to see in the future. And actually, it turned out to be a perfect time for that because they've just announced just at the point of uh, recording this, that 28 years later is in development. So, since this is one of George's favourites, we thought we would start off by discussing 28 years later and what we want to see from it. So, George, as mm -hmm. a super fan of that franchise, what is yes. it that you're wanting from it? So, I... Obviously, I know they're going with the working title 28 years later at the moment. Whether that will be the, the final title, I don't know, because I know there was the rumour, the very early rumour, obviously, because they just announced it, that this they were trying to edge for a new trilogy, which I don't, again, yeah. we've said this in the past, great, but don't tell people you're going to do that, because a lot of times trilogies rely on a middle film that's boring. So you don't want to get yourself ahead of that oh, and say, yeah. Yes. Or, <laughs> worse, you could announce a trilogy and then a couple of months later your director could say, I'm not going to continue with the second film and then the film comes off the slate. So, you know, you don't want to get a bit ahead of the gun there and say what you're doing. But that aside, um, obviously I think it would be really great if... I'm a big... Well, 28 Days Later is just like supreme god on sex. But 
28 weeks later, I really, really enjoyed too. I've got no, I know it was obviously very bit different and different tone. Obviously, it wasn't directed by Danny, but um, I very much still enjoyed it. However, I would like to see 28 Agreed. years later be a direct, a sim similar to Insidious 5, where we're like, we're talking about it's what happened to Selena and Jim and Hannah. Thank, hopefully she's got a better accent. Um, I would like to kind of see that because, guys, that's my one qualm about is that movie. Still, is she still acting? I don't think she is. I mean, she shouldn't have after that. It's a bit like Mila Kunis and um, Oz Great and Powerful. But um, it I was... Don't <laughs> I don't think. Yes, my only qualm with that is that this girl... Nothing against the girl. She she acted well, but they were making her put on this London accent that she didn't need to have when she was evidently from Liverpool. Just say her mum's from Liverpool and they moved down here with it. Like, it's not that you, there was, we didn't need to be so dramatic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I would like to see this movie maybe pick up and maybe even not Lee directly start with with these characters from the original again if you're a big fan like me obviously you may, may have read the graphic novels and comics where there is a kind of essence of what happens to these characters i mean i would maybe keep that not canon for the purpose of this film i won't spoil it for you um but maybe that we start with a group of characters or something that um is going on and then we bump into you know it could be similar to i would like him to play a similar role to how he did in a quiet place too Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, I like think, that. yeah, I, like I think that, that might be a good way to do it. So we are introducing new characters who can kind of, you know, have a three quadrant story. If that makes sense, a three a trilogy, but you still get to bring in the characters from the original. Um, yeah. I, again, I think it would have to still discuss it would have to obviously lean into 28 weeks later and what happened and will it necessarily be in the UK is a question with obviously how 28 months later ended in Paris, 20, sorry, 28 weeks later. And then the whole thing was 28 months later was going to be in Europe, but that just never came into fruition. So again, there's a lot that I'm would like to happen, but my main thing would be that we kind of get to see those characters from the original. And I think, I think Killian would do it. He's mentioned in the past that he would be down and I think him and Naomi, um, at least those two coming back and sort of reclaiming their time, um, would be would be fabulous. What about you, Liam? Um, I am of a similar vein to you. Mm -hmm. um, I would like them to be in it. I wouldn't like them to be the focus. I would like them to be supporting side cameo characters. Um, I just don't think... I don't see Killian Murphy sticking around for three so i think if we go in with the hope that they are going to be here for three i don't think we're going to get that i think killian is far too busy um so i would like him to be a cameo slash like an extended cameo not just like <laughs> oh look <laughs> yeah. um like you said like a like a 28 like he's 28 uh not 28 like he's quiet place type role that would be yeah. I think that would be perfect um I wanted to go back to the grittier tone of 28 weeks days 28 days <laughs> weeks Jesus um yeah I yeah like I feel like even though I enjoy both 28 weeks later has like a more glossy Hollywoody yes sheen to it 
mm-hmm. um, where 28 days later is very gritty. It's very, I don't know, like it's, it's like the difference is like it's got like that grain to it, which is yes. really good. And I would like that. I like that. So I would like that back. Um, I would like it to be very violent. I think that is something that is missing from the zombie movies of recent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the violence has been taken away, and it's been more to make. It's been more about like, just disgusting rather than violent. Yeah, I would like actual like I want violence, violence. Like I want, I want the disgustingness of the humans that are surviving. Like we had in twenty eight week, twenty eight days. I want it to feel more like twenty eight week days rather than weeks. Yeah, I think again, it's about trying to find both of the films. Uh, like Lim has done the twenty eight days. Late, yeah, twenty eight days later definitely did it better. But both films have definitely been, and I suppose you can say that for most zombie films. But I think, well, yeah. in, in more recent, a lot of the films haven't. Where it basically is a um, an in depth look at the human psyche in in one respect yeah so the first one is really about you know the the relation like how humans how humans ev- dev- devolve in situations I would yes say, is the main is the main one of that one. and then the second one is more about like how about loss st- and coping loss and, and, and selfishness like how you know the, the kids were kind of kids were sorry they were the kids were kind of being selfish the husband was selfish the so everyone was just a little bit selfish in that film and so um i think that was kind of like you know be it was a be careful what you wish for kind of movie yeah um oh, definitely so this one i think again it would be nice to we've done a lot of films not zombie that have kind of been herd mentality movies again halloween kills very similar esque type of that so maybe that's something that could be um kind of done similar to like the mist when you kind of get in that you know the groups of people together but i think in order to make it a good film it has to have that story has to be grounded within something to do with humanity um and not just making a zombie film to be scary or or like bloody um and i think as well it needs to go back to, in my eyes anyway, I don't need... And something I, particularly as a zombie film, haven't liked in certain movies. Well, certain. We'll just say World War Z. I don't want CGI <laughs> zombies. I don't want CGI zombies. I, I personally... I want practical. I want yeah. practical. Practical, practical, practical. Yeah. And I don't need hordes Everything. and hordes. I don't need hordes. I don't need hundreds of zombies running up because then i'm like well what's the point all i need is you say maximum 20 in one scene 20 infected as a thing there doesn't need to be overpowerness because the whole point of this is that they are a lot more they're well they're not dead are they they're infected so it it, it what it needs to be. And again, I think, to be honest, talk about World War Z, the thing, the part of that movie I enjoyed the most was actually the end when they were in the, um, I don't even remember, they were in the lab with Peter Capaldi. The lab, yeah. yeah. And, it was and there was only a few of them yeah. and it was contained and confined. it was like, oh my God. So I think that would be the best way to do this. I don't think, you know, we've we've gone through like The Walking Dead where it's all about, again, the hordes. And hordes are terrifying, of course. 
But there's something, I think, even more terrifying about the idea that you might be able to escape with there just being a few um, and kind simplicity. of... Simplicity. Which is something you wanted in horror. At times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I think going back to having things in a simple, simple way where it's not this huge, like, horde running at you, which, let's be honest... You would never escape. If a f***ing horde of thousands of zombies was running after you, you would not escape. No. But you would have a possibility of escaping. 10 or 20. Yeah. It makes it more believable. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want practical. I want all practical. I want practical effects. I want practical zombies. I don't want... I don't want this trend that's like around where like everything's like cgi blood and cgi rips and yeah enhance it like it's fine fine enhance but make it practical to begin with and just enhance with cgi i would call the first film 28 hours later and i would do the first 24 hours of the infection spreading. Because I think we never get to see that. I think something that The Last of Us did at the the beginning of the game, obviously the beginning of the series, is just seeing the pure, like, carnage of it, like, taking place. Because it was great. It was perfect. Oh, my God, it's so hot. Like, um... (laughs) But, like, we always tend to, with a lot of zombie films, zombie shows, it's like... Similar to what twenty and I've never never complained about twenty eight days did and The Walking Dead, we wake up and it's all happened, and everything's empty, everything's derelict, and everyone sort of understands what's happening. I would really like to yeah. see the first movie be twenty eight hours later. I think what would be great is if we follow this group of characters or character trying to get through the first two days or whatever it is, you know, of the infection really taking control. The it's chaos, it's madness, it's you know, it's people fighting for their lives it's people against people it's the it's the infection you know it, it it's all of that and then you know halfway through the film even you know you could cut to it being um post 28 days later mm. um i would i would end the film pers- i mean this is me being a fanboy if this was the first movie <laughs> i would end the film with like them being outside during 28 days later and then them hearing um in the distance um Killian Murphy shouting hello hello anyway just because I'm a whole mm. for like oh and then you kind oh, of yeah. <laughs> then you make the second film maybe a movie where we kind of pick up with I know that would be the beginning of 20 days later but we find Killian Murphy from 28 at some point in between, whether it's after 28 days later to 28 weeks later or something 28 weeks later onwards. I don't think starting the movie, the first, anyway, from years later, I think we need to have something at the beginning, even if it's flashbacks in the film. I don't... I I know you don't like flashbacks. Flashbacks, I would be okay with. In this instance, I would be okay with flashbacks, but I don't think we can pick this up as like a plot twist it's actually the first day um only because no offense to killian murphy he does not look like he lived back then (laughs) 
And I don't no. think they're going to want to like sit and spend all that money on D agents, Killian Murphy to make that storyline happen. I think it's perfectly acceptable if they do do 28 years later. I'm fine with that. And if they want to throw in some flashbacks of day one, do it. That's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to go back at the beginning though. But I'm not saying have him as the lead because he wouldn't have. He wasn't have been there in 28. Oh yeah, hours no, I later. That. I'm. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. DH. I'm just saying like at the end you have that nod to him being there. Which they for those of you who are big fans and may have watched actually the um, is it 2.8 days later? I think maybe um, there's a short film. Um, I think it's called 2.8 days later. Maybe 28 hours later actually. Um, which was a an added bonus on the 28 weeks later DVD where it shows this guy who's living on his own at the, who lives at the top of um, like this apartment block. And like, it shows him like, it's such a good film. It like, it's really short, but it's, it's like him going through the time at some point, like he has his headphones. He's like chilling on the roof with all his things. He's got his headphones in and you can hear Killian Murphy like shouting hello. And then it takes you right up until 28 weeks later where he like, I won't spoil, but basically at the end of the film, of the short film, um, the Americans fly in, basically, and it kind of starts at the beginning of... I really recommend you watch it, Liam, if, if you can find it. Um, it's only like... I, think I was going to say, I'm looking for it, and I I'll, can't find I'll, it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it for you after we watch it. Um, but yeah, so I would particularly like a 28-day... Well, I mean, look, they are literally doing... This is why I also think it could be possible. This is all coming about very much after Killian Murphy being in that in um, thing you and after the fact that we're now coming out with um, a quiet place day one. So I just think that might be one way to do it. However, I would also like to see a one that is set post everything that has happened. I just think if you're going to do a trilogy, it really could be cool to again twenty eight twenty eight hours. Even 20 hours later, new characters, never met them before, links slightly to the end of the first one, magical. Second one is 28 years later or whatever. That kind of then follows, for the most part, Killian's character, Naomi, whatever. And then they bump into the people who are from the original first film. Then, sorry, 28 hours later. And then at the end of that film, bye-bye, Killian. Oh, and then the final film is these last remaining characters trying to do whatever, and then everybody dies because I don't believe anybody should live in a zombie film. Serving the tea, hearty. Yes. Um, also, music is very important, and I think atmosphere, something that the second film did not have in particular, um, was the atmosphere. Agreed. I think that the first film, those shots of empty London, that that the song I play all the time. Um, it's called. I'm Let's not play it. No, I'm not going to play it. Um, it's oh, called, thank God. It's called "Godspeed You, Black Emperor." It's the song that plays when he, when Killian's character is walking through mm. the city, and it's like like that guitar thing, and it goes from like just despair to like chaos in the within the song. I think you need to have those moments. Again, atmosphere was very key in that film. Slightly lost in the second film. Well, I'll tell you, the opening of the the, first, of the second movie is one of the best horror opens, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And the music, obviously, the iconic They did that. They is... did the, the opening for 28 weeks later very, very well. It yeah. then cut, but then obviously lost that. I think deal. because for the it most... It was very much in the vein of the first one. And then obviously it went to the... The glossiness of that, yeah, it, it did, and I think you get taken, and especially again with the first film, 
is you really didn't the, the Killian and that they weren't that well known, especially globally anyway at that point. Yeah. Um, and so that's what kind of gave it that thing when you've got you know Lover Rose Byrne and you know Jeremy Renner in this movie. It's a bit like oh, I mean, I'd also really be interested to see Imogen Poots come back. Um, I yeah. like doing the, like again if there is a way to connect those things, even if it's a cameo, even if it's a dead f-ing body. I mean, I know she's technically in Paris, um, but <laughs> I don't know. I would just like to see. I some could. Connection. I kind of do want to see it also go worldwide. Yeah, I think like a one of them traveling. But I don't want it to be set worldwide. So what do you I want, want to be able to see. <laughs> I want like so I want it to be like set in the UK still. Mm-hmm. Possibly like possibly into Europe a little bit, but I don't want to go outside of the UK and Europe. I want to be told what's happening and have like news reels and things like that of like outside of the U- UK and Europe. Mm-hmm. But I would still like the main story to be set within you the UK and Europe. I also don't want cure storyline you don't know what With a cure storyline what's that like a, a storyline where they're like oh well we're, we're looking for a cure oh cure sorry no. yeah, yeah yeah like a cure sorry i don't know I, I thought you were saying like queer but in a weird thing and i was like um okay no a cure yeah like the second film similar the second film had that element of yeah like i cure. don't want that no i don't want a f- cure no just Bloody, everyone's gone to shit. And that's how they're staying. <laughs> yeah, it could that's be. That's what I want. I think you... they've, they've drawn out this, like, oh, we're looking for a cure. Like, they never find one. And it never works. So why are we looking? Just everyone's gone to shit. I mean, I'd really be happy for it to, for there to be a cure. And then we go to, like, cuts like the end of the film. And it's like, you know, and it's 28 years after the cure's been found. Everyone's rebuilding. And then it just, like, there's, like, some, some, something happens. And then it starts like, at the end. And it's like, and it's just a cycle. It's like, they we're never going to get away. Resident Evil with Raccoon City, with the new Raccoon City in the CV series. Oh, oh, like, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I suppose is similar know. to what 28 Weeks Later did in a way that, but I mean, it hadn't been, it yeah. only hadn't been that long. Um, but I I, I, yeah, yeah. I do think there's potential, I think, with Danny Boyle coming back to direct and things, that will definitely help. He did amazing work with the Spice Girls for the Olympics, so whatever he wants to do. He did. Um, <laughs> but I, and I'd also just like to see it. Again, I think what would really help is to to show like visual things to show to be like this happened in two thousand and two. Like I want to see stuff that was out in two thousand and two, like being around. Like obviously, like like I want to you know I want to see. I don't know what was out in two thousand two. I want to see a PlayStation One, like you know. In somebody's house. No, I think we had a PlayStation Two by that point. In two thousand two, oh, we probably did. Yeah, actually, you know, I want to see books about the war on terror in um in the library. Yeah, I want to see. You know, I want to see stuff that like m- that like drags you back to that original film and all the time that like, film was out. Well, we would call cricket phones. <laughs> yeah, 
I want to say a Nokia 910. <laughs> I do. And or I just want... or whatever it was by that point. <laughs> yeah. And I just want it to be... I just want it to be good. And I want it to be worth yeah. the wait because I've been waiting for this film since 28 weeks later came out. And it's like... I never thought it would happen. I I do believe we are due, personally, a resurgence of good zombie content. We've gone through a bit of a lull. Yes. We've had some... We've had... Listen, I didn't mind the first series of Black Summer on Netflix, but then it went a bit stupid. Um, and there's never been really any good major zombie horror movies since World War Z. Again, World War Z wasn't my major cup of tea, but I did, en- I did enjoy the film for the most part. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but even that didn't get it yes, sequel. So, yeah. No. Um, and so, yeah, I think we're due. And now the pandemic's kind of, you know, it's over. Um... <laughs> we can allow ourselves to go back into the idea of a pandemic, kill everybody. <laughs> so, you know, enough time's passed now. <laughs> <laughs> um, for us to be able to, because I think, yeah, I think any earlier, and maybe it would have been a little bit oof, too soon. Um, similar to like the whole thing with Spectre and how they had to take out a bit of that with the with the virus and things being a killer virus. So, yeah, I just would like a a full reform return again. I don't need it to be a shot by shot remake of Twenty Eight oh. Days Later, but. I think taking those elements from both films, storylines from both films, but planting it new and fresh is, you know, I know I'm just basically stating the obvious, but that's what that's what it should be. No, I'm fine um, with that. And then hopefully then, if this does well, we can get a resurgence of British horror, which is something that, again, in recent years, in the mainstream, hasn't been... As big, I mean, you know, the probably the, the last biggest British horror <laughs> film Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> well, we're gonna have the sequel this year. Host, obviously, <laughs> Host was a British horror film. Um, and that was probably the last moment of like, oh, we have, and it was fan footage. I was like, that I don't want to sound stupid, but I'm sorry to this man, I don't know this man, <laughs> yeah, but you know, but you knew of Host, Host was. Something that people were talking about is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think going back to stuff like those types of films, people knowing what they are 28 days later, Eden Lake. I want, I was just about to say, I want, I want to go back to the time where we had things like Eden Lake, The Descent. Yeah. The children. All of the children. Like, there were so many in the mid, mid to late 2000s. Yeah. There were so many great British horror films. And I think there's something that the Brits do really well that needs to come back, and that is violence. It's violence and just the ending of, like, absolute, just everything's just never going to be okay. Everything goes to shit. Everything goes to... Everything is overly violent and everything goes to shit. And the Brits do it so well because we are so cynical as a nation. Mm-hmm. Um. We do not care about violence the way, uh, like, uh, for, for say, America does, mm-hmm. because we're not Americans. We we banned guns. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, I need horror, I need horror movies Ugh. without guns. That's what I need. Like I need horror. Yeah, I need. Which horror is another reason I want guns. zombie movies in the UK because we, we you might there may there will be. Where guns are we going to get a gun? We might have to be on the farm. We'll, we'll or we the might odd, have the police yeah, station. We'll have the but odd like, hunting gun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I want proper violence back where it's like fights. Eden Lake is the perfect example of the the type of movie that I want the Brits to go back to it's very real it's very violent and it's very depressing (laughs) yeah i think just having like just making you leave the the cinema just being like no well do you want a drink because like i don't need just get get me a wine (laughs) i mean to be fair we're not always at that and again just turning back sorry just to 28 days later that ended on a hopeful note like and i did really like that um but i do think that we need to get a resurgence of horror movies in general where it doesn't end well and there have been you know not to say that every horror film now everyone's like happy and laughing because they're not but there's just something about yeah the way that we've done it in the past like that's just kind of been we just... also do camp very well so i would also like us to go back to camp yeah i think for example and i don't, and i don't mean i mean i don't know about you but i don't mean campers and like oh daddy slay me but mm. what i mean is like mm. i'm talking about mm. just talking mm. about the descent that is a camp horror movie hurry when she's like the way that like Juno is landing and stuff when she's all like the, yeah it's gay okay and the same with the children the way that the children is a horrific horror movie where people are getting stabbed children are getting slit through the face but there is just like a campness to the fact there's this little girl in a bubble hat like going around with like a piece of glass like do you know what I mean like it's like yeah it's it's insane so I think yeah it's about there's a difference between back. camp and gay yeah camp is a style gay is a language kind of thing it's a lifestyle is what it is a lifestyle yeah it's not a choice Um, it's a choice sorry (laughs) (laughs) um and i think we need to get back to the camp british roots i want women with big hair i want overacting um Women with big hair. What horror movies in the UK have got women, women with, with big, big hair? hair? Big hair. All right, it was um, hairspray the horror like, film. I no, like like perms and shit. Uh, okay. Do you know what I, I would love? Not, yeah, I'm not I fan. would love um, genuinely a horror movie like set in like 1970, 1980, like the north of England. Oh like, my god, that would be so good! Like lawn, like you know the lawn that she works in. A, similar to, again, it was good, but it was in a horror film. That's what I want. The Conjuring Two, but with actual British people in films in Britain, because um, the Conjuring Two, I definitely enjoyed it more than the Conjuring. Um, but they were all Canadian, and it was obviously like just. I mean, I think I think some of it was filmed in the UK, to be fair, but it didn't feel. It felt like people pretending to be british and yeah. so i would really like a dark horror movie like kind of set in those times make like a you know a slasher or something like a british slasher i think is something that lacks because we think so much about american slashers which are obviously iconic but maybe you know is there a way to to create this new genre of british where british like slashers. you literally have somebody killing someone 
And like, you know, a woman with a cigarette's like, yeah, right down there, love. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff that's just like, <laughs> would just be, yeah. and obviously she gets killed, but like just a stupid moment like that where this woman's head, similar again, it did slightly terrify, you know, it, they're in a laundrette and there's just this woman's head going round and round and like, the and it's like in the set, something like that. Or again, something I would really like, because I'm a big fan of, I love Victorian horror. And I think <gasps> good Victorian horror. Like I mean, it's not that good, but this hell, <laughs> like it's it it it, it 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 it's a bit bad, but I still love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so sumptuous and Victorian and slutty. Ugh. I think something like that. I know you don't like them, but stuff like the others, like a, an old Victorian ghost story, just something like where it's oh, all what, dark. What are you on about? You don't like ghosts. The others. The others gave us some of the greatest line readings of all time. Like Nicole Kidman and her whisper acting. And then, of course, my favourite that I say all the time on the podcast. <laughs> They're everywhere. They say this house is this. So, like, I think we need to get back to that as well. Um, I think, do you know, take film I love. Love it. I don't know if you ever watched it. I think it is a short film because it's based on a Charles Dickens short novel, The Signal Man. That film. I've heard of it. Okay, so we watched, it's a book, but I was Charles, I think it's definitely Charles Dickens' book. I'll, we'll have to see them. It's a short film. It, came out. Mm-hmm. it is terrifying. It's about a man who, it's a signal man, surprisingly, um, works mm-hmm. on, like, on the trains, and he lives, he has a little hut, and he lives on the trains, and he just, and he sees, like, in, he keeps having these visions, or I can't exactly remember now, but there's, like, this train crash, and there's mm-hmm. this, like, dead bride who's, like, in, like, it's, it's just horrifying. Yeah. And I think we there's so many great short, like Edgar Allan Poe, like those types of short old stories that I would love to see. Like, even if it's an anthology of like, you know, somebody reading these short books and then we delve into these little short Victorian things. I just think also, I'd, 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 I'd be down. Also, Jack the Ripper movie, when? Jack the Ripper movie, when? I mean, well, that that was obviously this hell. Um, mm. but, a good one. I mean, I could. I. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I would like. I would like it to be. I would like a Jack the Ripper movie, but I would like it to be more in the vein of like a Dracula movie. Yeah. Where it's like it's all like the sumptuous sets with all the big Victorian curtains and rooms yeah. and Gothic architecture and I think if we could if we could get a Jack the Ripper film that was like that, I think that would reinstate British horror instantly. As like yeah. this is the go to, this is the standard, this is the set, this is what we need. Um but I I agree and I also think just turning back to that idea of like the one set in like the seventies, like with that kind of sort of vintagey look. If it's really simple. Seventies UK, you about a um a a a um housewife at home who's a bit unhinged and finally snaps, goes on a killing spree. She is played by Ruth Wilson. That's oh. that. That's it. There's your film. Um, her with like a like a short like ginger like look. 
like give me serial mum, but like dark and British. Yeah, I would have. I would. And I like she's she's got like the thing like it's yeah. like the old like seventies food like the green jelly and then she's got like people's fingers like sticking out of it and she's like, it's here like I you know, there's so I, many routes you could go down. I would also quite like the again back to the two thousands. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was you had Shane Meadows. And he did like obviously he did like the This Is England movie, then series. Um, but he also did a really good thrillery horrory crime called Dead Men's Dead Dead Man's Shoes. Okay. I would like that kind of attention. I would like that kind of attention to detail. Where it's like it's like the gritty north mm -hmm. mixed with real like real horror like this is about like um thugs and stuff like that happens in the north um and i would like i would like to go that kind of thing to come back as well because i think nobody really paid much attention to dead men's dead man's shoes compared to how they paid attention to like this is england because i think this is england with it not being a horror it was like uh, a dramatization of what used to happen with skinheads in the 80s mm -hmm. um and obviously quite a lot of people were interested in that so people watched that but they didn't watch dead men's shoes so i think bring like a renaissance of that kind of thing back as well that would be amazing and also go watch dead man's shoes if you just haven't watched it because it's so good and it's what gave um what's he called toby toby kebble is it toby I'm no good with the names. Yeah, to Toby Kebble. He was in the um he was in the Fantastic Four reboot as Doctor Doom. And he was oh, in yes. Kong oh, no. Skull Island. He was that soldier that I think he did the motion capture for Kong, but he also was like the soldier who got killed that they went Dead looking for in Skull Island. Yeah. Um it what it's what gave him like his break into into Hollywood, uh -huh. um, but it wasn't that popular of a film, which is surprising because it was Shane Meadows and it was great. Um, but yes, so things like that. I want British realism back. I think gritty British realism is something that we are so good at because obviously we do not care about the violence, so we make it violent, we make it artistic, and yeah. it's just beautiful to watch. And that is why I would like. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, but I, I yeah, Thanks. I agree. No, I do, and I think also what is important to note as well in this is that also what what is needed is also to do all of this. FYI, is something. Oh, it also had Patty Constantine in it, which I was going to say cast Patty Constantine in the Twenty Eight Days Later new movie. Um, he would be iconic, but funding in the UK for stuff like film and stuff like that and especially for you know young um and up-and-coming directors is not like as readily available as it always has been yeah. and so film four. what are film four doing a lot of stuff that film four are coming out with at the minute is just hollywood shite and they're just paying for it to be released our way yeah so i think Why like film four changed I don't know, but what the British Arts Foundation and whatever they're called, the BFA, they need to British Film Institute, whatever, BFI, whatever. They all need BFI, to just yeah. come. 
they need to sort themselves out and we need to um, be able to give more funding to, well, British films in general, but the British horror films. Because like we've seen in any horror films, horror films are so cheap to make on the most part and they can make a lot of money back. Yes. Like, yes. If you gave a director 25000 like you did with Paranormal Activity and then he made that amount of money, then you'd be well happy to, which is why American horror is so much more out there is because they, they're more and they've got more money, but like you can throw well, little money at it and you can get big results. And so I think there's, yeah, that needs to be addressed as well. Not that anybody from BFI or the uh, um, the arts funding is watching this episode, but if you are, I'm going to write some, a letter. I'm going to write a really. I'm going to write. What's that? Um, oh yeah, I was thinking of right chicks. Dear, <laughs> Mister Royal, Mr. Royal Hampton. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just think there is definitely a space right now for British. I think horror, there's definitely been some amazing stuff that's come out over the last few years in in the horror world. Yeah. But I don't feel we're, I feel like we're still not at the place we were in the, the mid noughties where it was just like, here's horror, 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 horror. And, and, and they did well, not all of them, obviously, but you know, everyone was basically doing quite well. And I think there is definitely a space right now for British horror within the, maybe, Mia exactly. Goff, cast Mia Goff in everything in in a British horror film. Uh, sorry, you know you don't like her, and I don't care about that thing that came no, out. I'm I glad. Don't... I'm glad that she kicked somebody. No. In her head. Um. So. Well, they, he was obviously in her way. <laughs> oh my god! She was married to Shia LaBeouf. What do we expect? I went to go and see him Have when you... he did that thing. No, Ivan. But I remember years ago. Sorry, just off topic real quick. He did like some weird thing called "Can you touch my heart" or something, and he did it in Liverpool. At, like, and you went and he sat and people called him on the phone and he asked if they could touch his heart, and you just sat, stood around the room and watched him on the phone while people told him about his lives. Anyway, sorry, but yeah. So look, the end of the day, just make British horror. Do it now. Do it. Just. Do it. To be fair, I yeah. didn't think we managed to get through forty-five minutes to a matter, but we did. We may have. We did. Anyone... There might not be much we for public to edit. To be for honest, five minutes. Yeah. Um. So, if you've stuck around till the end, thank you for sticking around till the end. Um. You can watch more of our content. It is linked below. Please do subscribe because that does help. Also, like the video because that also helps. Mm. Um. If you would like more content from us, we do have after hours, uh, early access. That kind of jazz, all available on our Patreon, which is, again, down below. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Horror Hour. See you next time.